Welcome back to another edition of My T Sports Podcast. I'm your host, the one and only Dallin Thomas Taylor, Mr. Take That himself. Yo, it is another beautiful day in my neighborhood down here in South Florida. It's, it's April 5th. It's just about 63 lovely degrees down here. And we have a whole lot to talk about. But you know what I say. Regardless of the time Take that, take that, take that And regardless of the weather For a national championship or overtime Ogumbawale For the win Good! Arike Ogumbawale wins the national championship for Notre Dame It's always a good time to talk some sports in case you forgot. So Back at it like a sports fanatic. Tell there's a lot of talk about today. As you just heard, if you don't know what that sound was, we're going to get into that really soon. But we have a full slate to talk about. We have a ton of moves that have been going on in the NFL that we, we got to go through. The, N- the NBA season is about to end. We have the draft around the corner. Back, M- the NFL. Major League Baseball season opener sprung upon us, but, 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 before we get to all of that, let's address the sound that you just heard. First of all, first of all, first things first. The NCAA tournament. I told you last week. I was a little upset. I I was a little furious. I I. I'm gonna tell you why I'm mad. I'm gonna tell you why I'm mad. Because. The national championship game was giving us everything that we wanted and more as far as storyline and matchups. And the NCAA tournament did not disappoint. It's just the fact that it just wasn't the way that we thought it was going to be. And, and that was the major part. Well, while we had, well, we talked all about the men's tournament, right, about... Loyola against Michigan and, and their Cinderella, you know, and their little Cinderella story, the three seed and the 11th seed. And then also, you know, the, the Blue Bloods are across the way, Kansas and Villanova. Villanova that just won a championship not too long ago, mind you. Even in the last three years or so. We had that Final Four matchup coming about. And it was pretty good. It was pretty decent. You know, you had, I think... Michigan, you have Michigan beating, let me make this first correction. Let's get this very, 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 very first correction out of the way. 
I was calling them Lower Chicago or Larry Chicago last week on the show. It's Le- It's <laughs> I'm still gonna butcher this. Layola. It's it's Layola. It's Layola, Illinois. And they lost to Michigan Wolverines. 57 to 69. And that's in the final four games. So Michigan would advance to the national championship. And then across the way, we had Kansas taking on Villanova. And Villanova won that game 95 to 79. As Villanova had six. Listen. See, I'm not going to go too far into this game, right? Because, listen, we want to make sure that. We get through everything today. It's a late show, but it's an early show. It's going to be a good show. So Kansas versus Villanueva. You had Kansas, had some players that showed up, some players that we're probably going to see in this NBA draft, like Devontae Graham, who put up 23 points, and Malik Newman, who put up 21 points. But that wasn't a match, apparently, as we see by the final score, 95-79. to it wasn't enough for Villanueva, as Villanueva had six players that put up double-digit points, and that and they all were led by Pascal, who put up 24. And even all of that, even all of that, means nothing, absolutely nothing, compared to what we saw from them in the national championship game, when Villanueva destroyed Michigan, 79 to 62, and. They did it with a player off their bench by the name of Dante De Vin Devinsevo. He came off the bench and provided 31 points to catapult Villanueva to a 79-62 victory over Michigan. Where Villanova now wins their second championship in what it is now three years. And with all of that hype, with all of that hoopla, with all of that goings ons, that was still nothing compared to. I'm gonna tell you why I'm mad. I'm gonna tell you why I'm mad. Because what we really came here to talk about, what we really came here to talk about is. First of all, first of all. First things first. For a national championship. Or overtime is this. Ogumbawale for the win. Good! Arike Ogumbawale wins the national championship for Notre Dame. I'm going to wonder how many times that I'm going to be able to play this today. You count. I think we're up to two. Because the national championship gave us everything that we wanted to. It was just on the women's side. Because we just heard how the national championship tournament ended. Let's tell you how the final four lined this up first. And in women's, in the women's tournament... We it was straight chalk. It was straight chalk all across the board. One 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 one. Sounded like a puffy song. What is it gonna take to be number one? One 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 one. But let's tell you about these women and how they 
escalated themselves into greatness over a weekend. Literally grew wings and made themselves amongst the angels. They put themselves amongst the stars this weekend. Louisville took on Mississippi State. That game went into overtime as Mississippi State won 73-63. to And then we had the game between Notre Dame and Connecticut. Now, if you've been paying attention, you kind of know what happened here. But do you know how it happened? Because we just heard the game winner for the national championship game. Do you know who Connecticut is? Do you know who those Huskies are? Do you know that to beat the Huskies, that they had to snap? They had to snap a hundred something game winning streak. Let's get this back correct. They had to snap a hundred plus game winning streak. Like you understand the kind of winning streak that Connecticut has been on? The Connecticut doesn't know much much when it comes to the loss category, especially when it led by this guy, you know, Oriami. It was 100 plus games. I want to say that was correct. This is kind of odd, right? Because I just said Villanova won a champion, national championship, you know, two years ago. Three years ago. Two or three years, right? I don't know how they push their numbers. This is how they give it to me. But this is Connecticut that they beat. This is the, this is the most dominant women's program in the last decade, maybe? This is a team that ever since Pat Summit stepped down with her volunteer her lady volunteers that UConn has basically been there as the staple of women's college basketball I mean so much so much so so much so that listen we all know Kobe Bryant's daughter wants to go there right let's not forget that there was a young lady in the in the in the what is it? The World Series, the the the, minor, the, the, the the World Series with all those kids in it, and we had that and we had that little girl playing. That was the pitcher, Shoni, I think her name was. Let's not forget that she also wants to play for UConn. This is how big of of a deal UConn is. It's where it's identifiable by ten-year-olds, nine-year-olds, eight-year-olds that love the game of basketball because hey, listen, they win. This is who Notre Dame beat. Basically, if you don't know who UConn is, UConn or the, the UConn Huskies, the women UConn Huskies, are the New England Patriots of the women's college football, college basketball. They are the current Yankees. They are the Patriots. <laughs> you understand? They, they, they. I don't know if the Spurs are hated in in, in men's basketball like that, but they're the Spurs. That's who they've been. And just to let you guys know, right now I have the Toronto and Boston game in the background. As believe it or not, the Lakers and San Antonio game just ended about maybe about five, ten minutes before we came on the air. And that game was something to watch. I'll give you the results of that after we talk about this. 
there's only one kind of basketball I want to talk about, and that's women's basketball right now. So, another game that went overtime. So, yes, both Final Four games went into overtime. And this game was also won on a last second shot by the young lady you just heard highlighted by the name of Arike Ogunbowale. Ogunbowale. And they took down Connecticut 91 to 89 in overtime. That would lead us into what was the matchup between Notre Dame versus Mississippi State. In the Connecticut game, Ogunawabi put up 27 points. In this national championship game against Mississippi State, she only put up 18. But we already know what the biggest two shots were for her. For a national championship or overtime. Ogumbawale for the win. Good! Arike Ogumbawale wins the national championship for Notre Dame. I think that's three. Let me put you in a game. Being taken advantage of isn't a game and it needs to stop. Aren't you tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then head to Multivest Video Games and get the value you deserve on your games and gaming products. Your games cost money and you shouldn't feel like you're just giving them away. So why continuously buy a membership for prices and deals that you should be getting anyway? Multivest Games not only has fair pricing and great trading deals, Multivest has a wide variety of games, not just all your popular next-gen titles, but also all your favorite old-school titles and systems. Starting as early as Atari and Nintendo, to as current as PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, and yes, that does include PlayStations, GameCubes, and Xboxes in between. They've been family-owned and operated for over 10 years, just off the intersection of 183rd and 7th Avenue in the Nurses Registry Plaza. That's conveniently located at 830 Northwest 183rd Street, Miami Gardens, Florida 33169. Believe it or not, just five minutes from Sun Life Stadium, 790 the ticket, and oh no, let's not forget Tootsie's Adult Entertainment Center. Multivest Games, where you save more so you can play more. We are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm still your host, Alan Tomar Taylor. You're still listening, if, if you are listening. Many, many, many different platforms. MightySports.net. That's M-Y-T. Sports.net. Where you'll catch everything that we produce from a sports standpoint. Podcasts, outings, sightings, videos, productions, commercials, everything. You can listen, be listening on Mighty Radio. Dot net Well, that's the bigger brother Everything is there All of the shows All of the features every, Everything You can be listening on tw- uh, 24-7 Miami.tv 
Oh, listen, those, 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 those are the brethren on the other side that, that, that really helped look out for us and always kept the spot in the back of the air so that we, until we was able to get over here, there with you guys. So, you know, if we're going to talk about 24-7, Miami.TV, let's dig up, dig up. To the guys on the couch, don't forget to catch their show. Don't also dig up, dig up. To Millennial 101, don't forget to catch their show. And dig up, dig up. To the FWP Wrestling Show, I believe. Don't forget to catch their show. Stay tuned to 247Miami.TV for all your times, listings, and ear records. You know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> so as we get back into the sports, right? We left off talking about the beautiful or wonderful thing that women, women were doing in sports. And that is transcended across all sports. Because as, as you know how we like to do here, is we always, always make sure that we like to big up our women. Right? So also don't forget to check out yogaofmyeye.com. As, whew, man, that yoga business is blowing up fast. Telling if you are in the New York area, you really need to book yourself a session with them as soon as possible. Stay tuned for when they're gonna have their next when I believe when they're gonna have their next class. That is something you should look forward to. Not only is it a good body, is it a good workout for your body, it's also a good workout for your mind. As it's not just a class, it also comes off very instructional, so you get to learn something as well. The saying, check it out. For your local listeners in the, in the Brooklyn, Manhattan, Queens area. We're everywhere today. We are everywhere. And just like we are everywhere, we're going to touch about a little bit about every sport. And one sport that we definitely want to talk about is what's going on in WrestleMania. Not just because of the matches. Not just because that... There's a Hall of Fame going on, and this Hall of Fame has some of the biggest names that we've ever heard. It's because Wrestling One now deserves to be respected. But they also put on a really, really, really good production if you ever did pay attention. So, on the biggest card that they have, they are going to give us, for the first time ever, the Women's May Young Battle Royal at the Royal Rumble. Now, if you know me, right, then you know this is a double-edged double-edged sword for me because you've heard me talk about the men's Andre the Giant Battle Royal. And what I've come to believe that the men's Andre the Giant Battle Royal is, is basically just a huge participation trophy for every single participant on the roster. Basically, if you didn't make the WrestleMania card this is a way for you to get onto the wrestlemania show by being by being by making you a part of a battle royal a battle royal mind you granted wwe just had a royal rumble that led up to who to, to the to the individuals that are going to be in the main event or challenging for titles in wrestlemania or at wrestlemania so i'm not a huge fan of the, this battle royal per se but the fact that they are now doing one for the women to make sure that the women also get their participation trophy in wrestlemania i'm, I'm all for 
Because if you don't, I mean, because like I said, man, these people put on a show for for a whole for a whole year, and some of them just don't make it to WrestleMania. Well, you know, a lot of these people are fan favorites. A lot of these people are beloved. A lot of these people can't get a little pop. And you know what? Throw them all in the match. Let them do something, and make the match mean something. Because what that match ends up doing is that it becomes a platform to highlight an up and coming wrestler for the next year or so. So generally, the person that wins that they get a tight, they they get some kind of title or stature attached to their name. The winner of so and so contest. And now that helps propel them into the next year as the WWE tries to find a way to not only push them, but also but that person also help push themselves. So that's going to take place. The Women's May Young Battle Royal. Speaking of the Women's May Young Battle Royal, we have the winner of the first ever Women's Royal Rumble. Asuka taking on, woo, no, not Rick. Flair, but his daughter, the women's champion, you can't see me right now, but I am strutting in my chair, <laughs> Charlotte Flair, and let's not forget in that match, you have the first ever women's money in the bank winner, still lurking. And if you don't know, she has until WrestleMania to cash in her bank, her money in the bank. So what I probably assume is going to happen is right after Oscar beats Rick or uh, Charlotte Flair, here comes the women's money in the bank holder to give Oscar her first victory because you also don't know what this champion is about. It is the Empress Oscar. Versus the Queen Charlotte Flair. It is the undefeated Oscar versus the champion Charlotte Flair. And the winner of that match is gonna come down, is gonna go down as the women's champion at WrestleMania. But they are also gonna be the first victim. Of the money in the bank. Which makes me believe that Asuka will not be losing this championship tonight if she beats Charlotte. No. She'll find a way to not lose that money in the bank. And guess what, sweetheart? You and Baron Corbin would have had something in common now with John Cena. And that is squandering a money in the bank opportunity. We're not going to say her name yet. I don't want to see what she does. And not to mention, not a huge fan of her. Not a huge fan of her. I'm not quite sure how she won money in the bank. Not quite sure about the attention she gets. Not quite sure about her in-ring ability. But you look it up. The Women's Money in the Bank. <clears throat> Current recipient. You tell me what you think about her. Some people like her. I generally don't. She dates guys with no chin. She also dates guys that... Or friends with potential rapist, you know, but eh, that's a different story. Also, we have Randy Orton, the Viper, the legend killer Randy Orton, taking on the glorious Bobby Roode. 
the pride of also taking on the pride of India, Jinder Mahal, and the Bulgarian brute, Rusev, in a fatal four-way for the United States Championship. Another match on the card is Miz. Brand new father, Miz. Congratulations, Miz. Congratulations on fatherhood, Miz. He just had his first daughter. We don't want to spend more time here, so let's hurry up and get through the rest of these. Miz taking on Seth freaking Rollins, the architect, versus Finn Balor in a triple threat match for the Raw's heavyweight championship. Oh, sorry. Intercontinental. For the Intercontinental Championship belt. Next up, we have AJ Styles. In what's considered a dream match against Nakamura. Second time that these guys are going to face for a championship. The first time they faced was over in Asia. In Nakamura's hometown. This time they're facing off in America. In New Orleans to be exact. In AJ Styles' home country. In a match that AJ Styles should win. This is a one-on-one -on -one match for the champ. For the heavyweight championship. Smackdown World Heavyweight Championship belt. And talking about championship belts, we also have Nia Jax, an unstoppable, beautiful BBW woman. That's going to be taking on Alexis Bliss. And that is going to be for the Raw's Women Smackdown, or for the Raw's Women Championship. And for the Universal Championship. You have Roman Reigns taking on the Universal Champion Brock Lesnar. Yes, the same Brock Lesnar was also former UFC Champion. But that's just the championship matches. As we talk about UFC individuals participated in WWE matches. We also have newly signed Rowdy Ronda Rousey. Who's making a WWE in-ring debut. As she teams up with another fellow Olympian. Kurt Angle. As they take on what's considered the authority of WWE. Triple H Hunter Helmsley. And... Stephanie McMahon Hemsley. And of course, you know, WrestleMania is not WrestleMania unless all viable McMahons that can compete are competing. So also in a tag match is Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan, who has also just recently been cleared to compete. Taking on Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens for their job. And that is just a few matches that are taking place at WrestleMania. As you know what? 
we don't know if we're going to get a bonus match somewhere. Meaning that John Cena has not been mentioned. John Cena doesn't have a match. John Cena has spent the last month calling out Undertaker. And Undertaker hasn't quite responded. So, we going to see if we get a surprise at WrestleMania. And before all of that happens, WWE has a Hall of Fame ceremony. And in the Hall of Fame ceremony, they're going to induct people that have helped contribute or just have been strong-willed people that he like to, that he like to recognize, like Kid Rock or this young man by the name of Jarius Roberts, nicknamed JJ. He's going to get the Warriors recipient award. But for the actual competitors of the WWE, we are going to see Mark Henry inducted into the Hall of Fame, who is going to be introduced by Big Show. We're going to see Hillbilly Jim inducted by Jimmy Hart. We're going to get Double J Jeff Jarrett inducted by the Roe D-O-Double-G. And yes, and we're talking about two guys that had mic skills. I probably learned or fed off each other. Those were two of them. We have Ivory. Being inducted by Molly Holly. We have the Dudley Boys being inducted by Edge and Christian. And finally, folks, this just in breaking news. We have Goldberg being inducted into the 2018 WWE Hall of Fame and he is being inducted by the one and only lyrical maestro of managers and that is the one the only Paul Heyman word from our sponsors find Find millions of textbooks and solutions on the go. Marvel at how seamlessly it fits into your daily student activities. Walking through the quad, shopping for groceries, exercising, doing your laundry, dominating at the county fair, mashing down a black diamond, going for a sunset horseback ride, devouring Danielle Steele's latest page turner, feeding the bears. Catching flying babies, letting loose with the gang, intergalactic lightsaber battle, saving an adorable puppy from a burning building, or simply in the classroom. Find textbooks, read e-textbooks, and get guided solutions, all in one place. Chegg, improving the college experience, however you decide to live it. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm still your host, Alan Tomar Taylor. If you're still listening, we should listen to one of the many platforms that we have. MightySports.net, MightyRadio.net, 24-7, Miami.tv, TuneIn Radio, MixLR, and everywhere that you'd like to listen to podcasts except for iTunes. <laughs> so we have it on, we're on YouTube too. Chang, man, I love those guys. Listen, I know a lot of you people have Amazon for, for your school book stuff, but man, I'm telling you, Chang is the best. Chegg is the best. You don't have to worry about getting some prime subscription to, to get better deals or anything like that. No. You sign up for Chegg. You get yourself an account. 
you save on books. I when I was going to school, I'm talking about this is just very recently. You know, even still, like I tell my mother to go to school. You know, when she gets her school book because she gets coding school books. I tell my homegirls that, that they're going to school for nursing and also and also business management that they already have like Prime accounts through Amazon. Like get listen, get your get your books through check. You can rent them during you can actually rent them online during the time period of your course. You don't have to spend any extra time. You can just rent them for this three months or what whatever it is. And it's pennies on the dollar for what you have to buy it for. And not to mention, they send you a can of Red Bull with it. And they provide tutors and all kinds of other platforms for you. And you don't have to pay for anything, any kind of extra subscriptions. I keep telling you, that's the theme here when it comes to the things that I deal with. Multiverse, games, and check. Why pay extra for things that you should be getting for free? Check them out. Check. C-H-E-G-G dot com. You'll love it. But back to the sports. Because now we're right at the tail end of the NBA season. And we're just about what? Five games left. But in this past week, in this past week, in this past week, we, we've seen some numbers. We have definitely seen some numbers. We have seen. Lamarcus Aldridge put up 35. Tobias Harris put up 31. Ricky Rubio put up 31. We've seen Durant put up 34. James Harden put up 38. We've seen very few players. We've seen a lot of players put up over 30 points this past week. But we've seen very few of them do it twice. We've seen every we've seen very few we've seen even less of them put up 40 or more points this week. And even less put up 50. But it was one in each of those categories. We have Durant over here getting ejected all over the place as Giannis Antetokounmpo drops 32 on him. We have Toronto as they're looking good right now against Boston as I'm watching the re-air. It's in the third quarter right now up 47-33 on Boston. We have Toronto being exactly who Toronto always manages to be. Who we thought Toronto has been all season. Why we don't believe that it even matters where in the rankings that Cleveland falls because... I don't think a lot of people are fearing Toronto as the number one seed. And Cleveland definitely isn't fearing them if they are a four seed or three seed or two seed or whatever seed they play Toronto at. I think that Cleveland believes that they can go into Toronto and beat Toronto anytime they wanna they wanna beat Toronto. Like instead of instead of LeBron James like posting pictures of himself. Uh, you know what I mean? That he owns this city. You know what I mean? When he's in the Madison Square Garden, he needs to post himself on top of a, on top of a skyscraper. You know, somewhere in Canada, talking about he's the sixth god. That's what he should be doing. <laughs> so in this past week. We seen Giannis put up 32, Russell Westbrook put up 33 and 44. I apologize. We had two players put up over 40 points this week. Right? As Westbrook and LeBron James put up over 40 points this week. LeBron James put up 41, Westbrook put up 44. Mo Sabbath add, added 36 to that. Derek Bloodsoap dropped 39. DeMar, DeRozan dropped 32. Victor Olum Depot had a had a 30-point game. Barnes, Harris Barnes had a 30-point game. 
Jabari Parker put up 35. Joker put up a 35-point 30, a game and a 30-point game. As we already said, James Harden dropped a 38. Durant dropped a 34. Rookie Rudy dropped a 31. Harris a 31. And Aldridge a 35. This past week had a little bit of everything. Like I said, Durant getting ejected. The Toronto Raptors showing us that the Toronto Raptors are just a really good regular season team. And that may be enough for them and their fan base. Because from the, what it looks like is DeMar DeRozan is going to get a statue for being an all-time Toronto Raptor. And making it to the playoffs a bunch of times. He's look, he's basically... Like and you know it's funny, right? I, I, I it's gonna be it's gonna be sound because it, it doesn't look like I'm re I'm very too supportive of what Demar Derozan is because I, we all know that Demar Derozan. Like I don't, I don't know how I don't know how I feel about him. I mean he's one of the best shooting guards that nobody cares about. And it isn't about the based off the fact that he plays in Toronto. It's based off the fact that. You just don't do anything. You don't. He doesn't move the needle in any way, shape, or form. Like even his like, like Demar Derozan is like the perfect shooting guard to go play in Toronto. I mean, I mean San Antonio. Like that's to be honest with you, Demar Derozan would be a bigger star if he played in San Antonio. He is that perfect kind of player for them. But let's not stick here and talk about Demar Derozan. We want to give him any more shine that he needs. We have Houston winning and buzzer beaters. Embiid, Joel Embiid, has his team winning without him. As we don't foresee him coming back anytime soon as he is out for the regular season or for the rest of the season with a fractured orbital bone. Yes, basically fractured his eye socket. Cracked his eye socket. And not for nothing, if Russ, if we've told you that Russell Westbrook has is the only few people to have m multiple thirty-plus games this season, why are you not surprised if Russell Westbrook is also the guy that also dropped the triple, a couple more triple doubles in this past week? As Demar Derozan is heading, I mean Demar Derozan, Russell Westbrook. This is Toronto game I'm watching. And he's about to score. He just missed the missed this thing and he jumped up and now complaining. Toronto up by twelve, forty-nine, thirty-seven. As Russell Westbrook, he's not quite doing it at the numbers that he did last year. Where he's putting up 40-something, you know, he's close to putting up 40-something triple-doubles in a regular season. No, what he's done, he's put up 26 or so triple-doubles this season. And you know what? It is still head and shoulders above anybody else in the league, folks. He is in first place when it at least comes to that. In triple-doubles. Now, listen, there's a bunch of other categories that he's that he's also leading them, but it's not going to be the stuff that you've seen. It's going to be the stuff on, like, steals and tip passes and contested shots and things like that where him and Paul George are just, are just running ram shots on people where, they, where they're just basically in the top five in, in all of those categories, if not one and two in, in most of them. Put it this way. They, they, they're so one and two in some of these categories. I'm like, hmm. Could Paul George win Defensive Player of the Year? We may talk about that when we come back next week to talk NBA. Because when we talk come back next and talk NBA next week, you know, it's only gonna be one game left. We have one game to talk about. No, I should say one game left. One day of games left to talk about. It's gonna be a hell of an end of season because there's still only half a game separated. What is Portland, San Antonio, Oklahoma City, Minnesota, New Orleans, and Denver. And in the, in the mix of it, throwing L.A. 
And that's me mentioning the three through ten seeds in the West. The one, two, and three is locked up. Houston, Golden State, Portland. As you hear about the San Antonio Spurs in the midst of that, in the midst of that little bunch. And it's just to let you know, folks, for the first time in almost, what, two decades, the San Antonio Spurs will not win 50 games this season. The East is pretty much locked up. Toronto Raptors is still number one, and that's basically what this game is for. As the Toronto Raptors are sitting at 55-22, and 22, and the Boston Celtics are sitting with a record of 53-24. and 24. The Boston Celtics are sitting two games behind them for first place. And I, I, I said something last week. I really did. I said something last week that I may have to renege on. I really may have to renege on. Because I said that a part of me hoped that Kyrie Irving sits out for a whole year, sits out for the rest of the season, so that his young squad could kind of learn how to get space and, and win without him. But I'm realizing they did that last year when Isaiah Thomas went out. They already, most of the squad already did that. They had a lengthy playoff run. They lost their best player early in the most crucial game. They saw how tough it was to get anything off without him. And now they're going through it again. And you know what? They're actually a lot more poised. Granted, why I don't see any reason why Kyrie Irving should come back this season because I think this season is still going to be a bust. But, man, I am constantly... I, I don't have many more years to be impressed by these young by this young squad of Boston. I could be impressed by them now because... They're young, but trust me, in a couple of years, there won't be any me being impressed. I am just going to flat out hate every single last one of them because they're playing for the rival and they're doing good. Right now, I can't like them because they're still kind of young. They're all still within their first, within their rookie contract. I, I don't like to hate on these young boys that that early, these young players that early. There's only been one player that I've ever hated from the moment that he's stepped foot into the NBA, you know, and didn't even give a, you know, and, and, and basically was like, okay, you know what, if you're going to cover you from, the from you know, from, from high school, you know, during a junior game or turn off a Knicks game for it, then you better produce, and he has not produced. But he's done a really good job, though. So we have Toronto, Boston, Cleveland, Philly, Indy, Miami, Washington, Milwaukee. That's how the East is set up right now. One through eight. And I'm telling you, if I'm Milwaukee, if I'm Washington, if I'm Miami, I'm mentioning all teams that can fluctuate between the six and eight spot. I don't know if winning is good for you as much as losing is. Because winning gets you the sixth spot, which gets you Cleveland in the first round. But losing gets you Toronto. Losing gets you the eighth spot and possibly gets you Toronto. And we've told you what Toronto is in the playoffs. And I'm telling you, if I'm Miami, if I'm Washington, and if I'm Milwaukee, I think I could beat Toronto. I think I can beat Toronto. Moves, 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 and more moves. That's what's happening at the bottom of that NBA playoff run. Whether you're in the East, whether you're in the West. Things are just being moved around. Kind of like what's being moved around 
in the NFL draft. Because just like how there's a race for the top or the bottom in the NBA, well, there's a race to try to get those top picks. And I'm going to tell you something that's very interesting before you go on another, another mini break to hear a word from our sponsors, one of the many sponsors that we do love. Is that, can you remember the last time? Can you remember the last time that you've heard of this many New York teams in the potential top 10 of the draft, top 5 of the draft, top 6 of the draft? Just think that Buffalo can get maybe one of Cleveland's picks. It's saying right now, maybe Buffalo, maybe the Giants picks, maybe Denver's pick. But all I want to know before we come back, who do you want? Sam Donald or Allen? I guess that's the question, isn't it? Donald or Allen? Dwell on that as we come back from this word from our sponsor. Short word from our sponsor. The ultimate in adult entertainment has arrived, and the place to experience it is at the all-new and improved The Body Club. The Body Club. Formerly Club Secrets at 11340 Biscayne Boulevard. Seven days a week, we keep it popping. Like Make It Count Monday. Well, it is an entry before... The ultimate in adult entertainment has arrived, and the place to experience it is at the all-new and improved The Body Club. The Body Club. Formerly Club Secrets at 11340 Biscayne Boulevard. Seven days a week, we keep it popping. Like Make It Count Monday. The ultimate in adult entertainment has arrived, and the place to experience it is at the all-new and improved The Body Club. The Body Club. Formerly Club Secrets at 11340 Biscayne Boulevard. Seven days a week, we keep it popping. Like Make It Count Monday. We're back. That's a quick word from the sponsor. Very quick word from the sponsor. Listen, it was so quick we had to play it three times for you guys. So, depending on who you're listening to in the draft, right? Whether you're, you're just listening to regular mock drafts, or you're listening to Mel Kiper, or you're listening to Todd McShay, right? It, it's 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 really come down to one or two things: Sam Donald or what's this guy's name? Baker Allen? No, it's Baker Mayfield. Allen something, right? As teams are making their necessary moves. Now, me as a personal Jets fan, who do I want? Who do I want as my Jets? pick third well as my Jets pick third that means there are potentially two quarterbacks that, are, that can come off the board already remember Cleveland's gonna pick a gonna pick a, um, a quarterback with a number one pick the Giants stay there most people believe that the Giants are gonna still pick a quarterback with a number one pick if the Giants trade out of that spot we're pretty sure whoever or whomsoever the Giants trade that pick with we're going to assume that that person is as, as well is going to pick a quarterback. It will make no sense for them not to. Unless you're just unless it is a team with, with a quarterback and it is coming up for the running back, Saquon Barkley, out of Penn State. So if you're asking me, if you're asking me who do I want, I can tell you very easily who I don't want. I don't want this Allen kid. 
only because this Allen kid is the guy that everybody is convincing themselves that they have to take because his dynamics just fit. His dynamics just fit. He is he isn't highly accurate. He wasn't highly successful. He wasn't highly anything. His dynamics just fit. Dynamics just fit kinda sound like the Marcus Russell to me. I'm just saying. That's what happens when dynamics just fit. So let me tell you how one board has it. As Toronto is up now, 6 to the 46. I don't know how to end this game. is. so, listen, whew, this is completely new to me. Like, some of you guys, like I said, this is about 2.30 in the morning right now. Which means that this game is far from done. Some of you guys may already know the score for this game. But I am watching it. And it is brand new to moi. So in some drafts, right, they have Sam Donald going one, Shaquan Barkley going two, um, Josh Rosen going three, um, Chubb going four, and this Allen kid going fifth, right, to Denver. Not for nothing, a guy that I like may be coming to South Florida. I've seen him so far now on everybody's board to come to Florida. I'll tell you who that is in a second. Because we haven't mentioned him yet. Now the Kuiper draft has Allen going number one, Donald going number two, Rosen again coming number three. The, the guy from UCLA coming number three to the Jets. Where it seems to be that that seems to be the foregone conclusion. Because even Todd McShay has has Rosen going number three to the Jets. Now where Todd McShay and and and, and Mel Kuiper Jr differ is that Mache has Donald going one which I which I kind of lean to myself even though I'm not a fan of getting any USC quarterback so if Cleveland wants to spend a number one pick on a USC quarterback go on and take him and that may be the reason why maybe I'm Kuiper's over here like listen some guys are really trying to sneak Allen in there because when's the last time you heard of a USC quarterback be, being successful now I know it's kind of hard to say listen let's just not just get any let's not just put that on all USC quarterback what happened to Mark Sanchez it isn't just Mark Sanchez it's the Carson Palmers it's 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 it's, it's the other countless guys that, that come in high and they sit down low because they barely get started when I mean low I mean they sit low on the death chart there's a ton of them. They've made it to the NFL. They've even lasted 10 years or so. But that's 10 years off the bench. I went about 10 years for number one picks. 10 years for top five picks. 10 years for first round picks. But don't start. Who knew that, who knew that, you, that, that you needed to waste a first round pick on a non-starter for 12 years in the first round? 10 years in the first round. It's not like he's a backup where say he's a backup linebacker, or he's a backup wide receiver, or he's a backup cornerback, where you know he's gonna constantly be in there in rotation. You know, like he's a number three guy, number two guy, number one guy, you know? Number four guy. No, better quarterbacks don't 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 get no don't get no burn. They don't get burned unless the number one goes out. So USC has produced some really, really good backup quarterbacks. And if you're a Cleveland, so Cleveland's MO, that's probably who they get. 
But if they're smart about it, see, and, and I guess it makes it a crapshoot, right? Do you go with the guy that's proven from USC that you, and you don't go with him because you don't want USC, or do you go with the guy that everybody's just been trying to convince yourself with that you really don't believe it? It's just kind of like, hey, we can mold him. Because when's the last time Cleveland has molded anybody into anything? Listen, Jets are the same way. The last time the Jets have molded anybody into anything. That's why, that's why I kind of want the Jets at number three pick to get a winner. I want the Jets to go to, to go out and get Baker Mayfield. I want them to get a guy that has walked on to Texas Tech and won the starting job. I wanted to get the guy that walked on to Oklahoma University and won the starting job. Listen, the block is hot out there. Moves are happening because people are moving up and down to try to get themselves positioned for a draft that's going to take place on the 26th. Well, yes, we are just about three weeks away, exactly three weeks away today on this Thursday. And if you ever figured out by now, they have the guy that I want, Baker Mayfield, coming over to the coming down to the Miami Dolphins. Listen, him going to the Dolphins like him going to the him going to the to the Jets. He is gonna have to make the best out of that situation and rise above whatever may come along with being there. I say that about the Jets as I say it about the Dolphins. There is a level of extraness that comes along with being those two those those two cities and Baker Mayfield is gonna have to overcome that whether he goes to New York or whether he comes down to Miami. And so if I'm gonna say that I want him in New York, I'm gonna assume that he can like, overcome all of what New York has to offer and find a way to be successful. So I'm gonna give him the same benefit of the doubt. If he comes down to Miami, he's gonna be able to come overcome all of the actionists that, that goes on with Miami and he's gonna find a way to carry them and be successful. Which is gonna mean I'm gonna be very, very upset because Baker Mayfield is also very braggadocious. Means that so if he makes the Miami Dolphins successful, means that he is also gonna do it from a boisterous standpoint, which means that their fan base is gonna take on that same demeanor, which means I'm gonna have to hear it. So they get Baker Mayfield, and that happens to be the quarterback of the future. Then guess what, Jets? You better be finding that same person this year. Seven one eight. Matter of fact, three oh five. Oh no, we're not done. We're not done talking NFL. That was just a preview. That was just a preview. Yeah, we got some things to talk about when it comes to when it comes to these Jets and these and these Dolphins. They they're already <clears throat> see they they they're already finding ways very early to tie in and cross over their picks and to tie them in for 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 years to come. It's it's already building. You see it coming. The, the narratives are on the wall. 
couple other narratives going on around the league. The Raiders cut their kicker, King. A guy that, listen, that I thought was going to be a stud. Like, outside of, like, John Nowoski, I can't remember the last time I remembered a kicker. And they've cut him for whatever reasons it may be. And you know what? Like, granted, most kickers aren't there to be remembered. I'll take him to New York. If I'm San Francisco, I take him. If I'm the Cleveland Browns, I take him. I'm the Dolphins. I Listen, if I need a kicker, I'm taking him because he's a, he's actually a really good kicker. But I'm also looking to make a splash and, and, and just get some... <clears throat> and, and, and also get somebody that, that can just be somewhat of a draw in their own self, a non-distracting draw in their own self, a positive draw in their own self. Yeah, I get this kicker king. I don't I don't say this a lot. Geno Smith goes to the Kansas City Chiefs as he is now the backup to Patrick Mahomes. Geno Smith. He's the he's, he's part of this whole problem that's going on with the Giants right now. Now, some of the biggest surprises, some of the biggest moves that have happened so far in the NFL. You ready for this one? The New England Patriots trade their wide receiver, Brandon Cook, to the Los Angeles Rams for... A number one, a first round pick and a sixth round pick. And the New England Patriots send over Cook and a fourth round pick to the LA Rams. LA Rams that were just in the playoffs. LA Rams that have a great defense. The LA Rams that that are adding, you can see them constantly adding, trying to add weapons to Jared Goff to try to get him progressive. And try to get themselves a championship while they have a window. As they just also remember they, they last week they added Adamic and Sue. This week they add they add Cook. Remember, the LA Rams were they lost Sammy Watkins, right? But they were in the talks of trying to get older Beckham Jr. And now they get Cook. Keep an eye out for the Rams as they keep cooking. And believe it or not. That's not the biggest move of them all. That is not the biggest move of them all. Sam Cassell goes to... Not Sam Cassell, but... <sighs> Matt Castle. Sam... You know, Castle goes to the Lions. The biggest thing that's happened so far... Is that we get a return of a player that... We weren't sure if he was going to make it back into the league. He has been... Out of the league for some time. He was a quarterback. Really good quarterback. A really good mobile quarterback. He's been iconic. He has been polarizing. We weren't sure if he would ever make his way back into an NFL locker room. Based off of how divided... His presence always made it. No, I'm not talking about Callan Kaepernick. 
I'm talking about Robert Griffin III. He is being signed by the Baltimore Ravens. Which is kind of odd, right? Remember, the Baltimore Ravens is also the same team that was said to be looking into trying to get Colin Kaepernick. Until Colin Kaepernick's girl opened her mouth and started talking ish. And they were like, nah, you know what? Screw you, buddy. Now they're out there and they're like, see? Look, told you we were out here. We, we, we were a team of giving second chances. Look, we're, we're giving RG3 a chance. They're giving RG3 a chance. As I know I can't be the only one that is questioning Joe Flacco ever since they won that last championship. Listen, and who's to say that it's all Flacco's fault? Remember, they lost a leader in that locker room as Ray Lewis, a guy that kept everybody so accountable that... Him alone, his will alone, got his team into the playoffs almost every single year. And now they don't have that. They don't have the Ed Rees. They don't have anybody that you can think of from a leadership standpoint outside of Joe Flacco and the head coach. But RG3 is back into the league. And off-season workouts have started for the NFL. As the Cardinals and the Bears have started their workout. Major League Baseball has started their season opener. That started early this week on the 2nd of April, Monday. Unfortunately, the Yankees were rained out. So they didn't get their home opener that game. But they made their debut. Their, their monster lineup made their debut in Toronto. Where Juan Carlos Stanton had three home runs in his debut versus Toronto. But unfortunately, during his home opener, that finally did happen, he was booed for striking out three times. In the home opener for the, for the Major League Baseball season, we saw a total of 33 home runs got hit that game. We saw the first so-called two-way player in God knows how long. Pitcher hitter. Defense, outfield, whatever. You know. The Asian phenom, Shohei Otani, make his debut. And for a guy that, when he was in... The miners, they said, ah, quick stint in the miners. They said, ah, doesn't look like he's going to make it. Quick stint in the preseason, which I don't even think he did much, much minor games, to be honest with you. It was just a preseason. But in the preseason, didn't quite put up the numbers that they said that they thought was going to live up to the hype that he came over with. But all of those critics were very quickly silenced. As at his first at bat. Yes, folks, his first at bat. He hit a 397 foot 
home run that's longer than a football field. That's a football field and a third, basically. Yes, that's a football field and 30-something yards. He smashed 397-foot home run down center field for a three-run home run. And spoiler alert, folks, he does it again. Not in that game, but isn't it better to be consistent? Well, you could do it now in majority and so forth. The majority of your games, my boy is cooking. That boy is cooking. But folks, it's just about that time. I guess. I guess right now these just coming like bonus segments now, aren't they? Aren't they? So I hope you're ready. Seven one eight. Matter of fact, three oh five. Folks, this is basically the bonus hour or the bonus section of the show. This is for you. You you New York fans, you Miami fans, you Heat fans, you Marlins fans, you Canes fans, you Jets fans, you Giants fans, you Knicks fans, you Brooklyn fans. Like you Brooklyn fans. Like can I go you know what? Brooklyn. You Brooklyn fans. Well, Brooklyn is gonna get much love in this section today, but they're gonna get some recognition for doing something that they have managed to do all season. And you know what? It gives me the opportunity to mention Brooklyn and still being able to give you Miami fans a little something, a little, little, little something. Because I'm telling you, the Brooklyn Nets have owned the Miami's ass all year. Big up, big up. It's it's just it's, it's the truth, like it, it is it's, it's the truth. It's the whole truth. It's nothing but the truth. But uh, listen, I, I don't even want to talk there yet. Let's let's not quite get yet there yet. Let's let's go back to let's go back and talk some NFL, right? Because what's going on in the NFL was being was being teased and portrayed and what's going on in the NFL is 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 crazy. And what you have to really look at, right, is that me as 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 a Jets fan, I'm over here looking like, listen, I really want the Jets to go out and get the walk on. I'm I'm not lying about that, and I don't want to see this kid picked up by the Dolphins. Now, while we're talking about things that are being picked up and who can potentially get, let's talk about the people that 
have been signed so far. So, so far in this past week alone, we see the New York Jets picking up former Seattle Seahawks running back Rawls. In the past week, we've seen the New York Jets picking up former Detroit tight end Clive Walford. I think he was Detroit tight end. We see the Jets also picking up center Travis Swanson. As they also make sure that they re-sign, at least to a tenor, a tenor, their own wide receiver, Inunwa. And that's because they really don't know how to, what's going to happen to their leading top wide receiver. Another one of their top wide receivers, Robbie Anderson. Listen, and the Jets have made some moves already this offseason. I'm picking up. I've added some wide receiver talent to this lineup already. But we have Robbie Anderson that we don't know what's going to happen with. But one thing that we do know is that he's no longer in the threat of being a felon. Because his two felony charges have been dropped. Now, there's still a pending case. That he has out there a misdemeanor for reckless driving. So that's still out there. And then it's still team punishment. And that team should punish him. That team should punish him for at least three games. At minimum, he should sit down for the first three games of the season. But also going on out here, right? That's that's really what's happened. There's, there hasn't been much news for... If you're a Dolphins fan, but if you're a Mets fan, let's switch gears just a little bit. You saw, as we kind of talked about this, you saw, we didn't talk about this portion, but we talked about the Yankees portion of this. But in the opening, in the opening day, we saw the Mets come up with a nice little victory. We saw the Knights, the net, the, the Mets put up nine runs in one game. And guess what, folks? Nah, Nada was on home run. Nine runs, no home runs. As you already told you what the, what the Yankees did. The Yankees were rained out, but in their debut, they ended up getting they ended up getting three home runs. And one Carlos Stanton ended up being booed because he struck out, you know, and finally the home opener that did happen. Now that's baseball. And you know what else happened on the home opener? On the very first pitch, the Miami Marlins hit a home run. And that's probably the last good thing I've heard coming out of the Marlins season so far but it's a hell of a way to start especially for a team that is being scrutinized and is, is, is just being poo-pooed upon for the moves that is being made by their their new ownership group that Derek Jeter is the public figure of Let's at least talk about what's the good that's going on in Miami, right? Because we don't have much good news when it comes to the Marlins. And 
We don't have much good news when it comes to the Dolphins. So let's see if we can cook up some heat here, right? Because the Heat so far have still been trying to make a playoff push. In their playoff push, we see them taking on this past week teams like Chicago, teams like Brooklyn, teams like Atlanta. Now, while, listen, I believe that they should beat teams like Chicago, they don't. They lose. 103-92, as Jay Rich puts up 22 points. They should beat teams like Brooklyn, but Brooklyn has owned their ass all season. As Brooklyn wins 10, I'm sorry, 110 to 109. As Drogic put up 18 in that points in a losing effort. But who they do win? Beat? Atlanta, 98 to 101. Drogic dropped 22 that game. This week should have been a three victory week for the Heat. And as we mentioned before, Coming up this week after that, we're talking about they have Atlanta, and they should beat Atlanta again. They also take on the Knicks, they should beat the Knicks, and they take on Oklahoma City, and we're going to see what happens when they go face Oklahoma City, when Oklahoma City comes in town. On the New York side, we just expect the New York to just take L's all over the place, right? They, t- they went to Philly, they take a loss, 101-118, BC dropped 22. They went to the, um, Detroit, comes into town, they take a loss, 115-109, Beasley dropped 32. They, Orlando Magic come into town, and they lose 97-73. Tim Hardaway Jr. leads all scores with 16 points. Week coming up, I told you already, they take on the Miami Heat, they got to take on Milwaukee, and they got to take on Cleveland. And then they finish with a home-and-home, home, you know, with against Cleveland. Because after this past week, after those three games, only one game left. That's against Cleveland. For Miami, after they take to Oklahoma City, the one last game left, that's going to be against Toronto. And if Miami, if Miami isn't winning, which they should wholeheartedly be winning. Like I said, they should beat Atlanta again. They should beat New York. They may fall to Oklahoma City. And then they may fall to Toronto. So we're talking about splitting their last four games. To go 500. So we're talking about the Miami Heat probably, probably stopping at 44 and 38. That's not going to be enough to push themselves above Indiana. So Indiana should be secure there. What it comes down to now is what Washington does. What does Milwaukee do? It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to watch those games because now we're talking about taking on Toronto and then listen if, if Miami loses and they take on Toronto what does that have to say because the last game against Toronto but let's say if they win when they take on Toronto what happens then so then it propels them and now they may have to take on Boston or it keeps them on pace to take on Cleveland Cavaliers but that. That, let's, you know what, let's take it back, let's take it back, let's take it back to the NFL, right? I can take it back to the NFL because you have to understand what's going on here, right? Where there's, there's a lot of people that don't want Josh Rosen, right, or whatever his name is. And while, listen, you did not hear any, you did not hear me once advocate for Josh Rosen, but it's, it's who the Jets are projected to take. The guy out of UCLA. 
Now, not to mention out what are the things about Josh Rosen? Now, listen, this is coming straight from the people. Like the people know this. He has concussions. He may not. He may not play a whole season. You understand? Like the New Yorkers, they want Baker Mayfield. They are already nicknaming Rosen Concussion Rosen. I just wanted that right out. That's what it boils down to. Who do we get? Concussion Rosen, Baker Mayfield, Allen if he's there. There's tons of choices and opportunities. That's like there's tons of choices and opportunities as we're still watching this Toronto game. The three minutes left. 89-75 over Boston. I see they play good against Boston. But it's not Boston they have to worry about. It's Cleveland they have to worry about in the playoffs. It's everybody else they have to worry about in the playoffs. And also there's still no Kyrie Irving. As 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 as, as that playoff thing. And and I know we've talked about this. But I'm saying these these playoffs are, are really are really becoming interesting because these injuries are really saying something. I still don't believe that the Golden State Warriors can beat the Houston Rockets if the Houston Rockets are 100% and the Golden State Warriors aren't. If the Golden State Warriors are functioning at 90 or anything less than 100%, meaning that they're missing Stephen Curry or anybody like that, I think that opens the door and allows the Houston Rockets to win. But but also, you know who I think is a very scary team in the playoffs? That may be Oklahoma City just because of the fact that you don't need a bench that much. And Oklahoma City is one of the scary defensive teams out there. One of the very scary defensive teams when it comes to their starting lineup. The MVP race has me baffled. I don't know if I want to give it to LeBron James or if I want to give it to James Harden. I don't know if I want to give it to, to, to be honest with you, Anthony Davis sometimes. Giannis Antetokounmpo. My gut says that yeah, that MVP race is really between LeBron James and Dwight Howard. Defensive player of the year. Like I said, I may have to give it to Paul George for what he's been able to do lately. This season. Definitely opened my eyes to, to the kind of two-way player he is. It's different from seeing it, you know, and and hearing about it. And I really saw it this year. Coach of the year is interesting race. We're talking about Boston's head coach. We're talking about Houston's head coach. 
we're talking about even possibly still Toronto's head coach. You could add Portland in there. There's a couple and Eric Spolster still for what he's doing with no talent. And if you want to talk about doing stuff with minimum talent or minimal names, that what's going on in Denver, what's going on in Utah? Definitely what's going on in Utah. Folks, I want to thank you. I don't, I don't think we have much else to talk about here in the sports world. Did I miss anything? I did apologize for, for messing up Loyola's name, right? I did. I did cover that at the beginning of the show. I see here. I see we have a correction here to make. And, oh, no, no, no. There's one last thing. And you know what? I'm a little, I'm a little upset at myself. A little upset at myself. We almost forgot this. We almost forgot this. We almost didn't get this into the show. But you know what? This is what little reminders are for. This is how you keep yourself on point. This is how the, this is how the best stay the best and the cream rise to the top because you make sure that you don't forget any little detail. Like for a national championship or overtime. Ogumbawale for the win. Thank you for listening. Stay blessed. Uh, stay tuned. Don't stress. Stay blessed. Let the optimism of tomorrow be your foundation for today. The words of Wale. Sorry, boys. All the stitches in the world can't sew me together again. Lay down. Lay down. Always knew I'd make a stop there. But a lot later than a whole gang of people thought. Last call for drinks. Bars closing down. Sun's out. Where are we going for breakfast? Don't want to go far. Rough night. My tea? Champagne showers, poppin' in the club, we light it up. Hey, our house is champagne showers. Champagne showers, poppin' in the club, we light it up. Hey, our, hey, our. For a national championship or overtime? Ogumbawale for the win. Championship for Notre Dame! And now back to your regularly scheduled program, already in progress.